All right. Um, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Brand Herald podcast where we have conversations with leaders uh, in business and beyond building awesome brands. Um, I'm your host, Landon Wade, owner of Goods and Clothing and Supply, and I'm excited to have Lori Wood with eBlue Solutions with me today. So uh, welcome, Lori. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. So a little bit of context, how uh, Lori and I know each other, I think is, is kind of a funny story, honestly, I think. Um, she used to work for a company that's in the same building that we're in. And um, I had uh, Brett on our team who takes care of uh, Lori and eBlue was working on a project, needed me to stop down, I think. And, and I believe I stopped down to have you look at a sew out or something like that. And um, you came down and, and immediately realized that we had passed you know, each other in the building where I am still at, you're not there anymore. Yeah. And um, so it's interesting. So we'll talk a little bit about that too, when we get into, you know, Lori personally. So again, it's just always, I think one of the themes and all these things, all these episodes that I've recorded and all of this that I do is just relationships. And you right. never know when, you know, when a relationship is going to uh, come back around or uh, somebody you might meet and it seems like, you know, benign circumstances comes back to benefit, you know, one or both parties. So it's, you know, if, if if people take nothing away from some of these, it would be just remember that if you just keep your eyes open, you know, and your ears open all the time when you're c- crossing paths with people, you just never know where it'll go. So that's so true. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so the first part of this is is we just want people to get to know about you. I mean, the reason that we do these episodes is obviously want people to know about you. And then we also want to talk, obviously, a lot about eBlue and get to know. Uh, you guys and get to and, and give people the opportunity to learn about the company. So, but let's start with you. If you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about uh, and uh, where you grew up, where you went to school, uh, high school, college, family. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> oh, it's so fun to talk about yourself, right? So, <laughs> um, I actually grew up in Peewee Valley. I went to South Oldham High School, and um, from there, I actually I met my husband. Uh, actually, we went to Crestwood Elementary School together. So, I've known my husband since I was eight. He went to uh, Crestwood wow. Elementary. Yeah, right. South Oldham Middle School, South Oldham High School. And then um, we got married at 23. We moved to Iceland. He was in the military. And we lived there for three years. And I actually went to um, finish up my college degree at the University of Maryland in Keflavik, Iceland, while I was living um, abroad. So I have a degree in English um, and actually also a degree in marketing. And what better way to kind of put your writing skills to work and, and your creative skills to work than to work in marketing, right? So, um, and I've been doing this for, I guess, 25 years now. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my backstory. So, yeah. I Tell think- me about Iceland a little bit. Yeah, right. So we, it was a really, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful country. The people there are amazing. But really the biggest thing for, for us was just being in a different country as newlyweds. I mean, we got married and then immediately moved to Iceland and kind of had to figure things out, right? And so it was a really good way for us to just kind of be on our own and experience just a gorgeous country and to meet really, really good people that would be lifelong friends for us. Um, but it's a gorgeous country. So I recommend to anyone, if you ever have an opportunity to go to Iceland, definitely do it. Nature is really kind of at the core of who I am. So Iceland was a dream country to be able to live there for, for several years. So this is probably going to make me sound not terribly bright, but I know one of those. Is it is it the Iceland Greenland thing? And Iceland is green, and I and Greenland is ice. Is that? Oh yeah, you, it yeah. definitely is. Yeah, yep, that's definitely true. That's that's funny that you say that because that's the one thing everyone always says. Like they always remember that. 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah it's a neat country. So I would funny. definitely recommend it. Make it a pit stop or something on your way if you're ever traveling ab- abroad because it's a really neat country. Well, and so and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but so I currently live in Crestwood, Kentucky, which is just down the road from Pee Wee Valley, and mm-hmm. um, all of my girls are in the same school system. So I have um, my oldest goes to South Oldham High, my middle goes to South Oldham Middle, and the only difference is my youngest uh, goes to Camden Station Elementary. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and we love it out there. We uh, yeah, and it is. I tell you, so my daughter, um, I've got a, a freshman at North now, but we actually, um, my daughter went to. Kenwood station. And we were there for the first three years. And then we moved from Crestwood over to Goshen. So yeah, gotcha. Crestwood and that whole area. So yeah, we're from the same area, right? That's is your husband still in the military. Software. He is not. No, no, that okay. was just early on. He separated, gotcha. um, after about six years or so, but gotcha. you know, still a, a big part of, you know, kind of where our background is. So certainly. Yeah. yeah. All right. The next part of this is, uh, just some fun questions that I asked just to help people get to know you a little bit better. Um, a little bit further. So the first question is, what is your coffee shop drink? Oh, gosh. Okay. So I don't, I try not to, to have, go to coffee shops too often, right? Just because it's too I'm expensive. To, yeah, it's so expensive. <laughs> but I would say I'm pretty easy going. It's just going to be a latte of some sort. I'm not super fancy. I'm the same. As a matter of fact, I'm even simpler. I think it's usually just a black coffee. Yeah. I mean, I might do that also, right? Like, a I feel like I get weird looks at Starbucks when I order just a black coffee. It's like, you know, they feel like Genghis Khan walked in the room. <laughs> it's so. so true. Like, I feel like I have to order something kind of fancy, but as fancy yeah. as I get is a latte. So, all right. You have three hours to yourself. What do you do? Definitely spend every second of it outside somehow or another. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you like doing outside? We like, camp are you a lot. hiker? Do you all oh, camping? Okay. Yeah, we camp a lot as a family. Of course, now in the winter or in the fall, it's kind of hard to do that. But um, specifically in the in the winter, like, do you guys have but a pull behind? Do you have a camper or one you? Drive? We do. We do. We got we picked that up when my daughter was about four. It was a really neat thing to do when she was younger. Now, so much not right. Like as a high schooler, she could care less about doing that. But it was really fun. It was a really great great way to have some memories with her when she was younger but yeah camping or or hiking we've got about five and a half acres of woods um and so we just spend a lot of time outside maybe a lot of that time is cleaning up trees that have fallen and things like that but nonetheless just being outside it is a lot of work taking care of those property but yeah i i think the older i get the more i i appreciate actually just relatively recently a friend of mine uh brought me out he has like a they live not too far from like east oldham middle school out that way but he has a property kind of out in, I think, I don't know, Owen County or something like that, that yeah. they specifically use for camping and hunting. And he's got like 40 acres and, oh, you know, yeah. took me out there. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is amazing. Right. Yeah. That so, definitely get, you know, my, I think that the most creative I am is in the morning when I'm taking a, a walk, I usually start the day with a pretty long walk just to get me moving. And that's like my most creative time. In fact, I have some neighbors that, um, I just happened upon a, a gentleman one day when we were both kind of crossing paths. He was running, I was running, we were doing our thing and we started talking every day because we'd see each other and we'd wave at each other. And, and I found out that uh, later that, um, you know, he's in the creative agency world. And so every once in a while, we'll kind of ping some ideas off one another and that kind of thing. And we both had some really neat conversations about how we're out our most creative when we're outside and kind of getting our day started going that way. So pretty cool. Yeah. It's interesting to learn about people's routines and kind of how they, how they get, they, they get going for the day. Um, so, so true. I mean, I got so used to seeing this gentleman every day and then all of a sudden I wasn't seeing him, you know, and I was like, I got worried about him. Like, what happened? Is he okay? And sure enough, he had been ill and he was sick for quite a while, but 
yeah, those routines, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. What book or podcast would you recommend right now other than the one you're on? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I am a sucker for any kind of like gross serial killer podcast. So my favorite right now is Morbid. Um, it's, so, tr- so you're a true crime, crime fan. I like it. It's terrible. But yes, I love it. Um, so that's kind of where I am right now is uh, Morbid. Is, is Morbid, is that a, is that a wondery? Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I like a lot of stuff that Wondery does. I, I don't know. know if you're. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have said this on many previous podcasts, but I I did really enjoy it. Did you Did you listen to the first season of Culpable? Oh no, but I've actually heard of it. It's actually uh, done by a company here in town. Yeah, resonate recordings. And, yeah, and I think I want to say that one of the gentlemen that's uh, part of that I went to high school with. Um, uh, so Jacob Bozarth or Mark Mennery. It was Mark. Yeah, I went to I went to high school yeah. with Mark. Mark was a year younger than me in high school. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mark's a great guy. Um, all right. Last one. What's your best advice on being successful? Oh, in in what capacity? Work or personal? Well, or? that's an interesting. I think it's an interesting question because you know how do you define success? I guess maybe I'd say however you would define success. But I guess in the context of the podcast, I would probably say. In the business world. So as a person who's worked in a, mm-hmm. you know several companies, and we'll talk about a little bit more about that here in a second. Um, maybe as you look at you know the companies you've been a part of and the leadership and your own role in those companies, what do you think is the key to success in those environments? Yeah, so the, so that is a that's a good question. You know, it's a lot different at this point in my career, I think, than it was when I was younger, right? I mean, and younger success to me was how much money can I make, right? That's just like ultimately yeah. what we're trying to do is figure out how much money you can make. As I get older. Um, you know, it's all about fulfillment, right. And kind of what kind of gets you through your day where you're not just like dreading going to work, right. So more of a quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think that for me, it's, uh, figuring out what it is that kind of fills your bucket, right. And going after that, because as you get older, especially when it's in the marketing and kind of brand world, you can go lots of different routes with that, uh, which is kind of how I ended up where I am now. Right. So, yeah. To, bolting on to that, I'm just curious because I know you've worked for, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you're working for a pretty rapidly growing company now. Yeah, I, I know yeah. that you worked for one when you were here in the, in this building. Uh, I, and I don't know a ton about the middle step there, but how about, tell me about the leaders that you've worked for. What, what are maybe some takeaways that you have from that in terms of what you really have seen yeah. drive success there? Well, I'll tell you, so startups are kind of my jam, right? So you say that, like, that's, I, that's what I love is, you know, my husband works at a large corporate company here in Louisville, and there's just no way on earth I could do that. It's the, it's the fast paced and kind of fun, like startup and, you know, it's it, down in the nitty gritty and in the trenches of everything that I really enjoy and being a part of something, at, you know, at, from its infancy and watching it grow. And so with that, I've had the joy of having a lot of really good mentors because a lot of them have been entrepreneurs and that's a very different mindset, right? It's not just someone who is, and I'm not taking this lightly because it's just also amazing, but it's not someone that's just, you know, uh, climb the ladder to be a CEO or climb the ladder up a, a corporate company, right? And that's also right. amazing, but an entrepreneur to have this idea and to take it and mold it and grow it and, and that kind of thing. So I've had some really, really good, um, leaders, and mentors in terms of entrepreneurs and also the people that they bring to the table, right? Because entrepreneurs learn very quickly that their business is only as good as the people that they put around their table. It's going to help them grow. And so I've been really lucky to be a part of that and really just understand business at its core, right? Not just marketing, but kind of like being able to understand all the different 
areas of a business as it grows and really understand it helps me be a better marketer. So I've had, I've been a ton, I've had, I've not worked for a ton of businesses, but they've been small, small businesses that have had entrepreneurs at the helm. And it's just a very, very different gig. You know, it's, um, it's interesting because it, I think that you're commenting on sort of like getting this business experience. That's definitely yeah. a characteristic of working with, you know, startups and small companies because you're getting access to literally every aspect of the company at that size, as opposed yeah. to these, you know, bigger, bigger companies that can start to resemble more institutional type where you're very much here's your lane, stay in your lane. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Just transitioning a little bit to, I want to talk about uh, eBlue, and so tell me a little bit about um, just the history of eBlue, how it got started, you know, where it's located. And I know for me, I mean, we stood in the lobby there and talked a little bit about what eBlue does, and and admittedly, it was a little hard for me to wrap my head around. So maybe we can just yeah. kind of start <laughs> working down the funnel a little bit. Just tell me, yeah, tell me about the origins of it, and 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 we'll go from there. Yeah. So so eBlue has actually been technically a company since around 2012. Um, it was an idea at that point. Um, one of our co-founders, Kim Farley, uh, worked in the space, uh, the healthcare industry space, and in a lot of different capacities and kind of realized that there was a need for a software to fill a gap, right? And so she had this idea way back when, uh, took a while to kind of come up with the concept and kind of figure out what that was going to look like. And so she started working with um, our two other founders, uh, Nathan Fornwalt and Mark Murphy, and they came up with this idea, right? And they're really the ones who kind of brought it and, and turned it into this um, this opportunity to make, um, to help patients in the specialty healthcare world get to, to treatment faster. So I'll kind of tell you about that in just a second, but, but really we've been um, in the space actively um, as a software company since 2017. So the idea kind of came in 12, the software was built, some different things were kind of happening when we actually started processing patients in 2017. So to give you a little bit of concept about who Ibu is and kind of what our mission is. Can I pause um, you for real quick? Can I pause you right there? Don't lose that. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. yeah. But just for those listening, because it would be some, and you may have hit on a little. So what was going on between 12 and 17? Were they just building the software? Is that essentially what was going on there? or? Well, they were gathering information, trying to yep. understand kind of this ecosystem yep. and where things work and kind of what happens. And it just, Got you it. know, they're, they were dabbling at that point and kind of. Got it. Okay. Um, Very good. So the specialty healthcare world, and I say specialty healthcare, think uh, rheumatoid arthritis. You know, you're talking about. Um, talking about any kind of a, a gastro practice, right? So specialty type of healthcare, we're talking uh, neuro neurology, you know, oncology would fall into that specialty outside of just general practitioners, right? And so the situation there is that a lot of times these um, diseases require some very special medication that's very, very costly. So you may have an individual that has rheumatoid arthritis and some kind of infusion therapy could really help that person's quality of life, but it's incredibly expensive um, in order to have that infusion or injection treatments, um, you know, monthly or whatever their treatment cadence is. And so it's very, very expensive. And so, you know, it's easy to be able to get um, approval on a, a pharmacy benefit. So like when you have insurance, you're, you're, 
your benefits kind of fall into two categories, your medical benefits or your pharmacy benefits. Your medical benefits are going to be the ones that are kind of the more expensive ones, right? So the infusion therapies would fall under the medical benefit side of your insurance. And oftentimes those require something called a, a benefit verification or a prior authorization in order to for the insurance company to approve it because it's just so expensive. And so what this software does is it, it provides um, the tool for practice, especially practices to be able to get uh, medical benefits or prior authorizations much, much faster. So something that might take a person with rheumatoid arthritis, you know, from start to finish eight weeks to start their therapy. So by the time they get a ID from their practice, right. And the, do- and the doctor says, you need to have this thing done in order to make you feel better. I'm going to suggest this medication to actually getting it proved by insurance and being able to start the therapy could be about eight weeks, which is a long time for someone to wait two months to feel better. And so our software shortens that timeline by, you know, six weeks or so, so they can kind of take their treatment six weeks sooner. Right. And it helps with treatment adherence and it, and it helps with that patient feeling better and all kinds of things. Right. So essentially our software is just helping support the patient's journey. Right for these people that, that really require these really tough medications. And so that's, so, it's complicated. So a lot of things yeah. you've got to know in order to do it. Right. Yeah. So tell me like, and you know, and I think we talked about this a little, who's the customer in this case is the customer, the, you know, the patient, is it the practice is so, it the medication providers? So our software is actually the end user of our software is actually the specialty practice. So there's an individual there that's running benefits, right? Um, The neat thing about our software is that it's actually free of charge to those practices. It's a tool we're giving them to be able to use. So the way that our, our client is actually the pharmaceutical brands, they sponsor their drugs in our platform and they can get the information back faster for those practices. So if you have a specific drug that someone's on and it's sponsored within our system, they'll get the results back a lot faster. Got it. And so the way it works is the the specialty practice. So if there's a person that has this condition, they're likely going to their, you know, sort of family doctor or whatever, initially probably getting referred to like a specialist. And then the specialist has your platform. And if they know that the doctor is going to prescribe something that is going to be, you know, this specialty product that needs to be, that could potentially take this long period of time to qualify. They're already, you know, they're, they've got eBlue and they're telling that, that right. patient, Hey, get set up on here, get us your information or they're helping them do that. I assume so that they right. can then get qualified for that. Is that correct? Right. And, and our, it's exactly correct. However, the only caveat there is that, you know, our software is, can be used for a drug that's sponsored in our system or isn't. It just means that they might not get it back quite as fast. Um, oh, I got you. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. most likely there's deeper levels of integration and things like that that can speed up the process, I would assume. Right, exactly. But yeah. our, but really, our goal is that we want to support that patient. The patient's at the center of everything, right? So we want to make sure that we're, Certainly. no matter what our solution can support them, no matter what their journey is, right? And does so the, that's, that's the biggest part. Does the platform have function or um, utility sort of after, you know, qualification for the drug happens, you know, I don't know what that might look like, but yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of um, insurance requirements in regards to specific forms that have to be filled out signatures by the patient and the practice, all that kind of good stuff that has to be sent. And then, you know, just like, I'm sure you're probably familiar with your own insurance. A lot of things have to be 
re-verified once a year or something like that. You know, as you get new insurance every year, it rolls around. So there's a lot of re-verification and some other things that can happen. And and for someone that's on these long-term treatments, that's really about their quality of life. That could, that's a big deal to get that back so much faster and have the system kind of keep track of that to make sure that they're not going to have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars out of pocket if this thing fails, right? They want to make sure that their insurance is up to date. So um, it's all about that, getting that patient to treatment faster so that we can get people feeling better, help kind of play our part in the system. Yeah. So people that would be listening to this that either have some sort of specialty medication need or know someone or are related to someone who does, the reality is that the practice would have this. So they don't need to worry about it the moment that they hit a practice that – you know, is going to, is going to prescribe something like that. They would be getting with them and, and taking them through the process. Yeah. Hopefully getting um, it as fast as they possibly can. This whole yeah, real time, I, everybody wants things in real time today. Right. So that's kind yeah. of what we're doing. Yeah. And, and the footprint, again, you guys are headquartered in Louisville. Is that the only location that you have currently physical location? Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're out of Louisville. We have, uh, you know, some uh, developers and uh, our director of sales is in a, a different state, but, but our corporate office is here in Louisville. We actually just moved into a nice, beautiful building off of main street. We, we ran out of room, so we had to, to get a new spot. So the place that you came to, we've moved since then. Oh, that's right. Actually. Well, that, you know, that, that building was beautiful too. I still yeah, have yeah, a yeah. place. Yeah. That was a, yeah. that was a fun building. That was at the, the four roses old building, but now we moved yeah. in uh, the end of November, we moved over to, um, the, over off Main Street, Main Street into the, one of the old Humana spaces, actually. And it's really nice up here. Um, great views of right here by 2nd Street. So we're really interested gotcha. in that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So obviously a little bit different, I'd say, business development model in this case, where you kind of have, you know, these different parties. you got the practice, you've got the patient, mm-hmm. you've got the, you know, the providers, which I'm sure makes marketing the company, you know, a little bit unique. So yeah. I want to transition to talking about just how you go about building the eBlue Solutions brand. Now, you know, naturally, this part of the conversation will in, encompass some of what we do. But again, kind of in, in the interest of working down the funnel, I just want um, people who are listening to this to get the benefit of, you know, let's talk a little bit about your philosophy about how you go about building the eBlue brand and and then maybe filter down to where you might use some of the things that we do as it relates to, and I, and again, I know culture and in Mm-hmm. Um, your employees, huge focus. And then, you know, I mean, cause we know essentially the, the buckets we typically provide things for is employees and customers. So, uh, so yeah, talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. So this is, that's a really good question. This is going to be fun for me to talk about because this is a completely different role of any other type of marketing job I've ever had. Um, you know, a lot of my marketing experience in the past has been for companies and it's been very legion generated, right? Like very legion oriented. It's all been about what kind of leads can I bring to the business and how can we do that? So there's a lot of internet marketing, a lot of digital marketing, um, a lot of content writing, you know, all kind of your typical digital marketing functions. Um, always have always done a lot of trade shows and things like that, but they were very, very legion centric. And so about a year and a half ago, I kind of decided that, you know, there's so many different aspects of marketing that a person can be good at, right? And and really, I've been fortunate enough working for start, startups to kind of have dabbled in lots of different areas of marketing. But like I said, most of it had been legion. So I made a decision about a year and a half ago that I really wanted to move more into brand management and kind of see how that fits me and how I can help take my experiences working for startup companies and create a brand, right? It took me a little while to really wrap my head around it. And I'm telling you, I've been here... 
it'll be a year in March, just a year in March now. And and I'm just now really getting my good, a really good handle on who eBlue is a, as a brand, right? And as a brand manager, right? A, a, the director of brand marketing, really kind of understanding who, who we are because it's complicated, right? It's not been handed to me to start from scratch. And so really for us, you know, it's been about trying to understand who we're talking to, obviously, who we are to them. Um, how do we do what we do and why do we do what we do, right? If I could answer those questions, then I knew that I could have a really, really good start on to, to really developing that brand. And so that's th- where everything I've done has been around those questions. I think it's interesting because, you know, you, you talk about lead gen in your mm-hmm. previous, you know, life. And, and it, I just, I, I can't think of any other way to describe it than just say it's just simpler because it's just like, yeah, hey, we, we needed a customer. So how do we get in front of the customer, right? In this case, right. You have to market to the practices for them to adopt the platform. Then you kind of have to market to not necessarily, I mean, it's still marketing on some level, market to the patient because they're going to need mm-hmm. a certain customer experience when they use the app. Um, and then you got to market to the medication providers as well. So there's like multiple, you know, pieces to the puzzle. Right. And and we're and we're also what we call kind of like a SaaS plus model. We kind of made that up, but really it's a we have a software as a service, right, which is eBlue Solutions, but we also have a, a an operations team that offers additional call support, right? So say there's a really complicated um, you know insurance problem at a specialty practice and it requires someone to get on the phone and help someone get the answers to their insurance needs, right? We can provide some of that call center support for them. And so there's also that kind of brand support, right? What might the call centers need in order to create collateral or maybe it's training or maybe, you know, all kinds of things, right? And you name it. I mean, if there's anything that has a, any kind of voice to it, right? They need my support. And so there's been a lot of that um, too, just trying to understand what that looks like. So the, 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 Brand marketing role here is something that I've never really had before in terms of just that being the title, but a lot of elements that I've had in the past have all been kind of contributors to it. But I've really enjoyed it's very different from Legion, right? Like you kind of know like with, with Legion that like you know, like I need, I need, I need leads, right? So I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go out and get them and it should yield X amount of leads in theory, right? It's, it's very different with brand marketing. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like while you're working all those different angles, um, Talk to me a little bit about the branded clothing and promotional supplies needed and how you kind of, you you know, what's your philosophy on those and how those can be used to further the objectives in those areas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's a really good question because I think that that is, um, that's something that I've, I just love so much about eBlue Solution is just how much we care about our, our employees and how just appreciative everyone here is of one another. I've never seen anything like it before and it's been really fun to be a part of, but so far, a lot of our logo brand needs, that kind of thing has been to provide it for our, our employees here. They're so pro eBlue that everyone wants something with our logo on it. So that's been pretty fun. Um, earlier, uh, end of last year, we got everyone some pretty cool sweatshirts that you helped us with, um, with a cool eBlue embroidered logo. And they're, everyone loves them and wears them with great pride around here. And then we did some really cool um, Tervis water bottle cups for everybody to have as they, they, we moved into this new space and we have a, uh, a new water system and all that good stuff. So we wanted to provide them with a really cool, um, drinking cup, but, but it's just the only place I've ever been like, you know, in the past employees would be like, you know, not super excited about getting their company's logo sweatshirt. Right. But here it was like, everyone wears it with such pride. It's been really neat. Um, but as we continue to grow and our brand continues to grow and we start to have more of a presence at trade shows, I think we have, four or five scheduled for this year. 
we're going to have more needs with the eBlue logo on it. And just as we're expanding our brand into the industry, into the marketplace, we're going to have more needs there. So um, we're just getting, we're just being, just starting to take off, right? There's never been anyone at the helm having a marketing plan for the business before, right? So it's going to be really neat to be able to see it. And now that I have some experience behind me in such a complicated space and to know how to take it to market, this is going to be the year I think that things happen. Yeah, no, and it confirms kind of what we, you know, I mean, we've spent a lot of time on our own brand over the last couple of years. And so one of the questions I was going to ask you is sort of, and it's it's kind of a loaded question, and I'm not not fishing for a particular answer, and I'm also not necessarily looking for marketing speak, but just in your own words, like, because I have found that the the views on this are just wide and varied, is, is how would you define brand? Like, how do you define it? Oh, I, gosh, that's so, that's, that. yeah, that's. What a loaded question, right? It is. It's, think, it's hard because I feel like people tend that they tend to try to answer it with maybe a, what I would call a textbook definition. Uh-huh. And I'm fine that what I'm really after is just, you know, in their own words, because I think that it helps to start to blend, you know, as people listen to multiple episodes, just hearing professional marketers like yourself sort of give their opinion on that helps to blend together this idea of, you know, what, how, what would we say? You know, how would we define brand? And I I think so simply, right? I mean, I am that person that's always going to just try to like dumb things down for me so that I can understand it, right? Because I'm quick and to the point. But for me, it is going to always be about just how that company looks and sounds. That's, That's what brand is, right? What kind of message are we trying to get? What is that voice? And I think that almost that the sound and the voice of the, of the company is, is, if not, is, is more important than how it looks, right? It's going to be like, what are we trying to say? You know, when are we, like and who are we trying to resonate with? the company with? a little bit, right? Is that right, sort of right, like, right. Yeah. And of yeah. course, we know as mar- marketing and advertisers, right? Like we know that this color might evoke a certain feeling or these things do, you know what I mean? Like we know kind of how all sure. these, things, these things work together. But but for that's really, so that's really how I would just describe brand is like, what, how, do, who, how, how does a company look and sound? That to me is the epitome of what a brand is. Yeah. And so what we continually find is our role in helping people build their brand is, you know, to provide the the, uh, branded clothing promotional supplies to create engaged employees and loyal customers. Now, in your case, you've got some other parties involved. But at the end of the day, it really I mean, to your point, you say that you think pretty simply about things. And I like to think that we do, too, which is, you know, it's not that complicated. I I did a um, a little I got interviewed last week to a small group of people and they asked me sort of, you know, um, about, you know, what we do. And I I said, look, at the end of the day, companies really care, all companies, no matter what they're doing, care about two things every day, creating really engaged employees, finding them, developing them, keeping them, and, you know, creating loyal customers and Uh growing laterally within the customers they have and hopefully, you know, getting referrals to others or new customers. This goes back to lead gen and on and on. And they'll pay about whatever it takes to do both. Yeah. Right. And and the reality for us is, yes, we're in a highly commoditized space, very competitive space. But what we do know is that because we know companies care about those two things and they'll spend a lot in those areas because of how valuable they are, that if we can help provide, you know, the branded clothing and promotional supplies to support those efforts and they align well and the shirt that you're wearing, for example, aligns well with how you view the brand. And then most importantly, then given to these employees, they feel like they're part of a team. And uh, and it's something that they feel that is bigger than themselves, then it becomes highly valuable and not commoditized. Um, and that's our objective. You know, that's I mean, really at a very, very basic and simple level is can we and these, that's why this podcast exists. It's part of our effort to get to know you and get to know eBlue a little bit better and to give you guys, you know, some exposure in the process 
so that we can be get you know get better and better at, at making suggestions that you know hey yeah there's lots of sweatshirts out there but what's the right one for eBlue based on what I know about Lori and what I know about the company etc. Right. Yeah, we appreciate your support because you know growing a brand that's happening so fast it, it's I need help. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're the expert there, right? You're the expert in how that looks. So being able to work together, I, I have there is no fault in asking for help. So I just appreciate your support. Tell me just last question here, because we're a little bit over time. So we'll start to head towards wrapping up. What's the future look like? What and, and you know, to whatever degree you're comfortable sharing, you know, what, what are the things you guys are working on? What's coming? You know, is it more locations? Is it uh, is it just doubling down on selling and, 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 and spreading the reach? You know, what's coming? Yeah, so that's a really good question too. I can't get into specifics because there's some secret, you know, kind of sauce sure. there that I don't want to give away too much. But um, you'll see Evolu Solutions move into different therapeutic areas, which is going to be a really big deal. You know, we're really big in the rheumatory, uh, the room space and the gastro space right now in neuro. You'll see us move into some of those other specialty um, areas where we can really offer support across the board. So that's going to be fun. Um, and I think that you'll start to see a lot more of eBlue solution locally um, in terms of, um, you know, of just how we're growing and how we're hiring and creating jobs and all of that good stuff. I think you'll start to see more of us there just as we continue to grow and, and expand our, our, our software offerings within the space. So um, it's been really fun to be a part of that so far and just be able to do things like the business first fast 50. We've never done anything like that before the Inc 5,000 list, things like that. So as we're starting to, to get some more brand recognition, I think that the, the, the folks here in Louisville will start to see that and recognize us and want to come work with us. No, that's, that's great. And, and I, I know that I've been, I, well, I admire the company. It's just going to be interesting to see you guys continue to grow. Tell me what, for those listening, um, what's the best way to learn more about you, about eBlue um, and to connect with you guys? Yeah, I think the best way would probably be just to visit eBlueSolutions.com. You can at least catch a glimpse of who we are. Um, and then, of course, you can always find us on LinkedIn. We're pretty active there. And um, maybe we can run into one another at some networking events or, or things like that around the city. And it looks like, I mean, I you know, just one last thing. I, I know that everybody is, is always looking for good people. So I assume if somebody's interested and excited about what they've heard and they might want to see if they're a good fit for your team, that's also the place they would go, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And if there's not, you know, if there's not a position that someone is, uh, that it's currently open. I mean, we're constantly adding new roles. So if there's something that someone uh, is interested, just learning more about the business, they can always just submit an inquiry and we'll get back to them. Sounds good. All right. Well, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I appreciate the time and uh, it's been a blast and I look forward to continuing to be a partner of eBlue. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you asking me to be a part of this. 